there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In April 2006, when the Mexican army boarded an old DC-9 on the runway in Ciudad del Carmen and found five-plus tons of cocaine neatly packed in row after row of black suitcases... Mexican and U.S. reporters, understandably, put a lot of energy into trying to find out who owned the plane. That effort led them quickly to the Clearwater St. Petersburg International Airport in Florida and a man named Fred Geffen. At the time, Geffen told Howard Altman at the Tampa Tribune that he had just sold the DC-9 through a broker and did not know the buyer's name. Several years later, however, a young investigative reporter in Venezuela would shift his attention to the Maiketia, Simón Bolívar International Airport outside of Caracas. Maiketia is Venezuela's largest and busiest airport. It is also the airport from which the DC-9 took off not once, but twice, perhaps even three times, on April 10, 2006, bound for Mexico. Gerardo Reyes, the Colombian investigative journalist with whom he spoke in the previous episode, told me that he had introduced Fernando Blenquio to a Venezuelan reporter in 2012. That reporter, Joseph Polizuk, was then working for the newspaper El Universal in Caracas. I reached out to him through a mutual friend in Mexico City to ask him about his experiences talking with Blanquio and reporting on the infamous cocaine run. How did I begin this investigation? I was covering the Maclet case, the news around Walid Maclet that was considered one of the most busted narco-traffickers uh, by the Obama administration in the U.S. And it was incredible for us, and it was a very important news because MacLeod was not one more uh, businessman. He was a businessman in Carabobo State. Walid MacLeod is a Syrian-born Venezuelan businessman and member of a powerful business family who was wanted in the U.S. for drug trafficking. He was arrested in Colombia in 2010 and extradited to Venezuela in 2011. And he had a lot of links with the high government 
and he was linked with specific ministers, uh, secretaries. In Venezuela, Maclid was tried and convicted of drug trafficking and money laundering in 2015. He is currently serving a sentence of 14 years and six months in prison. I decided to follow his case and to understand why the U.S. administration, the, U the Obama administration, followed him. So I look for the offense and the cases that, uh, because he was uh, busted. And I found this flight, a flight that began in Maiketia next to the presidential hangar. This isn't the first time that I've heard Maklid's name mentioned in relation to Blenkiel and the DC-9. Howard Altman told me that Maklid was the true owner of both the DC-9 and the Gulfstream too. And as it turns out, these uh, planes had been purchased through the Sinaloa cartel by a guy named Wally Maklid. I don't know if you followed Wally Maklid's story. It's pretty interesting. Maklid, with his connections to high-level Venezuelan civilian and military officials, was said to coordinate the permissions and payments necessary to send and receive major drug shipments through Venezuela's airports, border crossings, and ports. The website Insight Crime reports that Maklid's wealth grew dramatically between 2004 and 2008, a period that coincides with Hugo Chavez's defeat of the recall effort and the further consolidation of his power. Insight Crime also reports that the Venezuelan government began to pursue the Maklids after Walid's brother Abdallah ran as an independent candidate for mayor of Valencia, the third largest city in the country. Arrested in Colombia and facing extradition requests by both the United States and the Venezuelan governments, Maklid threatened to reveal his contacts in the Venezuelan military. Polisuk's initial interest in Walid Maklid led him to the DC-9 that took off from Maikatia International Airport in April 2006, stuffed with cocaine. Polisuk told me that he started looking for information in Venezuela with the proper authorities. I began to look for the documents and the case in Venezuela, but it was impossible to have access to the file. I remember that I went to the court and they didn't give me the file, but at the same time, they photocopy my ID. Polisuk thus realized early on that while Venezuelan officials would be less than helpful in his search for information, they would keep an eye on him. He decided to try his luck in Mexico. Since the DC-9 had flown from Venezuela to Mexico, where the army confiscated both the plane and its load of cocaine, Polisuk decided to look there. The Mexican government had passed a series of freedom of information laws starting in the early 2000s, which led to the creation of a federal institute charged with receiving and responding public information request. I began a formal process in the EFI, the Freedom of Information Act Organization or Institute of Mexico, but it, it was a bureaucratic and incredible process. It had more than one year. Police who filed multiple information requests, but the government kept rejecting the requests, stating national security concerns. Police who sought out and made contact with a sympathetic judge and refiled his request five times until it was assigned to that particular judge, who then released the documents. And while the files were all heavily censured, with most names crossed out, he did find something. But there was a name that I found, and it was Blenchio. Blenchio Sesenia, but he has more names. And this is what I found. 
His identity in Venezuela was Raul Jimenez Alfaro, a Mexican pilot who was remembered in the airport because of a big Rolex watch. But there wasn't more. And at this time, it was like the earth ate him. And in the Mexican case, the name was Fernando Blenquio Ceseño. Here's the most important thing you need to know about the drug business, okay? In every country in the world in which there's a significant market in illicit drugs, the people that control that market are the same people that control the country. That is the voice of Daniel Hopsicker, an independent writer who specializes in investigating organized crime. He has dedicated more pixels to following the story of Cocaine One than probably any other reporter. You can find an archive of a hundred or so articles related to Cocaine One on his blog. We'll hear more from Hopsicker later on, but for now, let's take a moment to reflect on this proposition. If you believe in any version of either liberal or neoliberal political theory, then you'll start rolling your eyes now, because you probably believe that the police exist to keep people safe and that modern states build and maintain armies to protect their borders from invasion. You might think that people and borders need all this protection because there's an awful thing called human nature that inexorably drives people to be nasty to each other. Through this theoretical lens, one could believe the ubiquitous claim that the police and the armed forces fight drug traffickers and terrorists to keep everyone else safe. The main problem with this lens is that it is useless for describing and analyzing actual events. Just as the George Bush administration's war on terror set in motion a vast global proliferation of acts of terror, the U.S.-created drug wars have redesigned, fueled, and invigorated the illegal drug markets. If one spends time researching the history and the present of the transnational illegal drug trade, Hopsickers claim that the people that control that market are the same people that control the country becomes obvious. In January 2021, colleagues at Detective reached out to me about a curious individual they'd been interviewing using a clandestine cell phone from inside a prison in North Carolina. The man claimed to have worked as a pilot, entrepreneur, and air logistics coordinator in the international drug trade for some 30 years. My friends at Detective produced a podcast in Spanish and wanted to know if I'd be interested in working on a sister podcast in English looking into this man and his story. Sure, I said, but I need to do my own investigation and see what I can find. Detective invited the legendary Mexican actor Joaquin Cosillo to read the English translations of Transportistas' quoted interviews with Menú Larios. My name, sadly, is John Gibbler, and this, in a sense, is Transportista. Episode 3, Next to the Presidential Hangar. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On Sunday, June 9, 2013, Joseph Polizu published an article in the Caracas-based newspaper El Universal with the headline... The Chapel Connection. Polizuk cites a 2009 decision, one of the Mexican court documents he received after a year of legal wrangling with Mexico's Freedom of Information Institute. The document says the following. From the court testimony of Albino Quintero Meraz, it follows that he recognized the participation of Fernando Blengio, and from the testimony of Maximo Vizcarra Ruiz, it is established that Fernando Blengio went by the name Raul Jimenez Alfaro. That bit of information enabled Polisuk to connect Fernando Blanquio, then in prison in the United States, with the witness testimonies of Venezuelan airport workers describing a pilot called Raul with a Mexican accent and a big gold Rolex. This Raul often appeared at the Maiketia airport, both flying and checking on planes and was last seen in early April 2006, waiting for a plane to be delivered from Florida. Polizuk emphasizes that the DC-9 not only took off from, returned to, and took off again from Venezuela's largest international airport, but that in doing so, it had to pass right by the presidential hangar. He also reported that two National Guard officers, uncharacteristically, took charge of supervising the plane's takeoff, those guards were never charged with any crimes, though the airport workers who serviced the plane and the co-pilot arrested in Mexico were all convicted for crimes related to the plane. In Mexico, the co-pilot was sentenced to 32 years and six months in prison. Polizu published his second of two articles on the DC-9 a week later, on Sunday, June 16, with the headline, Cartel Infiltrated Maiketia. He again cited court documents obtained in Mexico 
that revealed that the Falcon 20 business jet, also confiscated in Ciudad del Carmen, had itself flown in and out of Maiquetía Airport in Venezuela, using the same runway as the DC-9. Low-flying aircraft. And it was interesting to understand that the Mexican cartels were in Venezuela and not just in the country. His aircraft landed and began the flights from a specific hangar located next to the presidential hangar of Hugo Chavez. Polizuk, with help from Reyes from Univision, was able to correspond with Blenkio. I talked with him, I contacted him, and it was a very interesting experience as a journalist. It was off the record. I just wanted to understand his role. But more than him, it's important that we understand that he was one of the pilots of the Chapo Guzman. It was not just about him. It was about the Sinaloa cartel. Through him, it's obvious that we can understand that the Sinaloa cartel has or had an operation in the country. But more than this, again, and I am highlighting this part next to the presidential anchor. When he spoke with me, Polizuk emphasized several times the fact that the cocaine flights were landing and taking off from an area of the Maiquetía International Airport right next to then-President Hugo Chávez's presidential hangar. I asked him if he thought that this fact meant that it would have been impossible for Chávez not to have supported or at least known about these drug flights. For a long time, Chávez was accused to support and his government even uh, being part of the narco-traffickers and the narco-traffic cartels. Anyway, I think that this is one of the most important cases that are related with the Chavez administration. And with that case, you can suppose that the Chavez administration, if didn't cooperate with the cartels, they had to know to have news about that. Ahora, la lista que saca el Departamento del Tesoro y no sé qué más, es para reírse, pues. Yo aprovecho para salir en defensa de la honorabilidad de los cuatro compatriotas señalados de manera injusta. So far we've heard about Fernando Blanquio Ceseña. Now it's time to hear from him. As I've mentioned, in January 2021, Diego Sorno asked if I would be interested in working on an English-language version of a Spanish-language podcast called Transportista. One of the conditions for taking this assignment was that I would have to use the English-language audio of Blanquio's translated interviews. Detective hired the legendary actor Joaquín Cosío to record Blanquio's part in the Spanish podcast back when they had planned to translate the entire podcast into English. I am transportista. That's what I am. That's Joaquín Cosío. Menos spoke with Blenquio inside prison. I'm currently locked up in a prison in North Carolina called Rivers Correctional Facility. Using a cell phone, he'll get a cell phone in prison. It didn't pay off anyone to be able to use a phone. We smuggle them by drone. A phone can cost you big bucks. Anywhere from three to five thousand dollars. Was it risky to talk on the cell? The guards 
regularly come around every 30 minutes patrolling the corridors, but sometimes, in normal conditions, they will raid the cells, do a search, and that's when we have to be the most careful. In case you're caught with a phone, you, you have to pay with 90 days in the hole, meaning solitary confinement and 41 days of good behavior are taken from you, which is the penalty we, we want to avoid. From the beginning of this project, I knew I would need to use those recordings to tell a version of the story that Blenkiv told Detective. I'm not a pilot by coincidence. There were a series of circumstances that let me move more quickly into my career. I also told Diego back in January that instead of doing a narrative podcast, since I had not done any of the interviews with Blenkio, I would have to do something focused on the telling of the story instead of simply telling the story. That's why I started out speaking with other reporters who have had contact with Blenkio. But there was another issue for me. When I listened to the Spanish podcast and read the full transcripts of Manuel's interviews with Blenkio, I realized that I didn't trust Blenkio, and thus that my mistrust would influence how I would approach the story. Over the course of the next few episodes, we'll listen to parts of Blenkio's oral autobiography as told to Detective. I'll use both Cosillo's recordings and my translations of and reading from the interview transcripts to trace the tale that Blinkiel told. Blinkiel's story sounds a bit like a drug-trafficking noir thriller written by Mel Brooks, a Hollywood tale of crime as a comedy of errors. Those guys didn't blow up the plane. Again, bad coordination. A herd of federales ambushed us. They took us to the back. There at the hotel, they locked us up in our rooms. They knew who we were. They knew practically everything. Next time. Transportista is a Detective production with Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. Directed and narrated by John Kibler. Transportista's voice by Joaquin Cosillo. Editing and sound design by Fernando de la Rosa and Pedro G. Garcia. Reporting by John Kibler and Menio Larios. Produced by Julio González. Voice recording by Hugo Merino and René García. Transportista's interviews translated by Carla Ruiz Argais. Production supervision by Nando Vila and Álvaro Céspedes. Associate producers Alonso Aguilar and Alejandro Duran. Diego Enrique Sorno is the creator and executive producer along with Daniel Eilenberg and Isaac Lee. Executive producers for iHeartMedia are Connell Byrne and Giselle Bunces. The song Seis por Derecho is from the Corazón Llanero Multimedia YouTube channel. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnal20enespañol.com. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.